0: Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. I had wanted to ask the lads because I discovered something yesterday about Saved by the Bell. Did you ever watch Saved by the Bell?
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Were you a fan? Uh, yes, I was actually. Yeah. Okay. Was it that um, the principal's name is Mister Balding? <laughs> Yeah, that is. what it was. <laughs>
0: I just I just discovered
2: this. Yeah.
1: Okay. I worked that one out when I was about ten.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you've just taken that away from
1: me. There goes my glory
0: intro to the podcast. Joining me, Ian McCourt on today's One Football Podcast is Dan Burke. Hello. Lewis Ambrose. Hello. And Alex Mott. Hello. The usual email if you want to get in touch this season is podcast at podcast.onefootball.com or get onto iTunes and let us know how you think we're doing. Now over the next few weeks we're going to be doing something a bit different. The One Football newsroom is made up of a number of different desks, English, French, Italian, German, etc. So instead of going pan-European as we normally would each week, we'll be previewing each major league, uh, including France, over the next <laughs> few episodes <laughs> and we're going to kick it all off with the English lads and the Premier League. It's been a couple of weeks, gentlemen, since we enjoyed some regular football. Are we all ready to go now for the new season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely.
3: You think um, the community show yesterday was good game, so yeah, that sort of wetted the appetite nicely, I think.
2: Championship was decent this weekend yeah. as well.
3: Yeah, yeah Frank Lampard.
2: Leeds, running riot against Stoke.
0: <laughs> Leeds are the club I'm most interested in this season.
3: Yeah? I just, just can't like, wait to see
0: for this worldwide yeah, I think so. I just can't wait for this to see how it's going to go because it's obviously going to—it's either going to go amazing and they're going to win the league by fifty points, or it's going to be an absolute explosion.
2: Uh, Did you see his uh, pre- and post-match interviews? I saw the post-match one, yesterday. What did he do? Um, He had an interpreter with him. Excuse me. But instead of getting the interpreter to just translate the questions and the answers, he had the interpreter translate the question to him. He told the interpreter the answer in Spanish, so the interpreter could tell him what to say in English, and then Bielsa could look at the camera, the interviewer himself... And give the reply in English, which he wow. usually didn't manage to repeat back what the, the interpretation was. <laughs> One say. of the
1: replies was, Yes, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? Okay,
2: what do we have?
0: I mean, I'm interested in Leeds, but for the Premier League, what are we most interested in for, for this season? It's going to be the most interesting aspect of the season.
3: I think for me, it's going to be how Sari and Emery get on Ooh. at Chelsea and Arsenal. I think Sari's probably the most exciting signing managerial or player wise. Wow. In the whole league, I think. Um see so yeah, I'm really excited to see how Chelsea sort of bring sarri Ball to the Premier League. Um yeah Is that a term? Sarri?
0: Ball? Yeah. yeah or
1: Saryismo is what they call it. it. Yeah, and it's is better let's go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> Dan? Uh Liverpool, I think. See what these uh, all these new signings can do for them. I mean they were a good goalkeeper away from winning the Champions League last season, weren't they? They've got arguably the best goalkeeper in the world now so um yeah we'll see how see how they go i think they'll be very strong contenders for the title. Lewis, Fulham and Wolves have both been yeah. really interesting mm. all summer
2: and i think I've not done my research or bothered to check them the last time it happened was, but I think we could have two promoted sides both finishing in the top half. People are talking about Wolves obviously with the George Mendes thing but Fulham have sort of almost gone under the radar with their business. Yeah. Jean-Michel Serri and Andre Schurler and they're mm. about to sign Callum Chambers on loan for the season. There's a few really good additions to a team that was already good in the Championship last year. Alexandra Mitrovic they signed mm-hmm. permanently as well from Newcastle. Mm. I think mm-hmm. it could be good to
3: watch. Yeah, I can't wait to see how
2: Sassignon gets on in the Premier
0: League. Yeah, that no. too. Oh, that's yeah. That's actually that's a very good one to yeah, watch out for. Interesting. Indeed. Uh, the sh- what's going to be the effect of this shorter transfer window? It's really going to mess shit up, isn't it? Panic.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think in principle it's a good thing to do, but and only when all leagues yeah, leap together. I do understand why, because before the first three weeks of the season were just a bit of a mess, and clubs were yeah still panicked, players and that, playing yeah, and not dedicated. Yeah. and I do to the I club. do get why they've done it, but to do it in a World Cup
1: year. I just find baffling, really. Why is the season starting so early as well? Yeah. we've just yeah. The, th- the World Cup was th- final was three weeks ago. I mean, England and France are both starting on the same weekend. The rest of Europe starts one to two weeks later. There's no tournament next year, so there's no reason why the season can't go on a bit longer than usual. Yeah. And I think ha- having the, the transfer window closed before the season is fundamentally a good idea, but not when... Everyone else isn't doing it, and when the season is starting so early, it just—it yeah. seems like they've really messed up the organization. With the World
2: Cup teams didn't seem to take it into account as well. It's like no. every, everybody got to July, and they were like, "Oh, we better make some signings." Yeah,
3: hmm. yeah. I think and they all voted for this.
2: Yeah, it's Man, Man kid, United and Man City didn't vote for it and were apparently the angriest clubs that it went through. But I think pretty much everybody else was in favour.
0: There's a lot of anger at Manchester United these days, but <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. Alex, you've already mentioned Unai Emery, and for me, it's, that's I think is going to be one of the most interesting aspects of the Premier League season. It's been the first time you'll have ever watched Arsenal not under Arsene Wenger,
2: is that right? Uh, it's not the first time in my life Arsenal have played under a manager that isn't Arsenal mango, but it's the, certainly the first time I'll remember it happening. Oh, okay. Um, so what have you made of Emery in pre-season? Anything
0: noticeable that we should look out for? Or
2: think yeah, about? the the team are already playing in a different way. It's There's the there's some of the same old high line and Arsenal calamity at the back, but they are pressing, they're hunting in packs, they, they just look a lot more intense without the ball. And with the ball, they look a bit more structured, a bit more organised, more like... There's a plan and it's not all done on intuition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's um, it's a more modern way of playing. It's still the same ideas that Arsenal have sort of been associated with under Wenger. But it's going to be a more modern rendition of those ideas, I think. Same type of formation? Similar, yeah. There'll be four at the back. There'll be three in midfield, two holding midfielders and a number 10. Or flip it the other way and have three sort of more... Conservative midfielders in there. It depends where he wants to play Mesut Ozil. If he wants to play him in the middle, or if he's going to push him out wide and maybe bulk up the middle of the pitch. I think it might change depending on the opposition
3: as well. I think that's sorry. I think that's probably the biggest difference as well, isn't it? Emery will adapt to how the opposition line up. Whereas yeah, Arsenal yeah. always just you knew how they were going to play, same formation, basically the same eleven barring injuries. But now they're a bit more adaptable. They will react to the opposition. I think that will help It was It was
2: part of Wenger's brilliance in his early reign, probably, that he had players good enough and he could say to them, you're the best players in the league, so go and play your way. And, and it just inspired them. Over the years, players have left and Arsenal became not good enough to win every single match, just playing their way. But they didn't adapt. And yeah, you're right, I think... It was Arsenal begin the season with City at home and Chelsea away and we'll see them play in a very different way in those two games than we will in the five, six games after that.
0: Will Aaron Ramsey be playing for them?
2: I hope so. Hmm. What's the latest? He's not... It looks like it's... Aaron Ramsey hasn't signed a contract but he's still probably the favourite to be named captain <laughs> uh, if he does sign a contract. Uh, it's... It's very poor that this was allowed to go this deep into the window. We all know the window shuts on Thursday and Ramsey and his agent should have been told months and months ago if a contract isn't signed by the 1st of August, he's not an Arsenal player anymore and he's sold. Um, or the club should publicly say he's not signed a contract but we're keeping him anyway and we'll risk losing him for free like they did with Alexis Sanchez and Mesut Ozil last year. Um, the fact that Emery seems to think he's a key player, he's desperate to keep him, is worrying as well. How much does he have... A say in that obviously Arsene mm. Wenger made the final call on everything at Arsenal, and it, that doesn't feel like it's the case anymore.
0: Well, that's one of my questions is what's his sort of roles and duties now? Because it's not its going to be very different from when Wenger was there.
2: His role is to train the team, and that is it. <coughs> he'll say, he can't say, Hey, he'll be involved, he'll be involved in a transfer process. They're not going to sell. Ramsey's a bit different with one year left on his contract, they're not going to sell a player that Emery thinks is a crucial player. They're not going to sign a player where he says, absolutely not, he's not going to fit into my team. Um, But it's not his job. It was Arsene Wenger's job to find targets, to basically to negotiate with players, with agents. He did everything at Arsenal. And Emery will pretty much just be on the training pitch and in the dugout.
0: Easy
3: peasy.
2: Well, you'd hope so.
3: I think that's why... It's going to be interesting to see whether Gazidis stays or not. Because if he goes in the same to Milan mm. in the same summer that Wenger leaves, that uh, is very similar to Ferguson going David and Gill. David Gill going in the same summer as well, which that worked out well for which, much yeah of season, exactly. Right? Arsenal,
2: to, Arsenal have put things in place. I would say, yeah, Raul R- R- yeah and, and Swin but no organization can lose the CEO and not suffer. I mean, just through the process that it takes to appoint a new one, how long that's going to take, how you spread his duties while you're doing that. Um, it looks like even Gazidis is going to go to AC Milan. Him and the club have done nothing to deny that it's likely, um, which they would have done by now if it wasn't going to happen, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's um, you as an Arsenal fan, I think you're forced to wonder how much control Gazzidis felt he maybe would have. Obviously, Wenger left and everyone thought, okay, now Gazidis is in charge, but there's always a chance that owners. Who is in charge then? Well, there's a chance that owners aren't so keen on Gazidis mm. calling all the shots. I think Gazidis really wanted Mikel Arteta to be manager, and it looked like he changed his mind at the last minute. And I think it's possible that he didn't change his mind, but was maybe blocked at the last minute.
0: Ooh, tasty. Mm.
2: Uh, the aims for the season? Top four? To get back in the Champions League. Okay. I don't think it's a disaster if that doesn't happen. There's <laughs> six really strong teams and two of them have to miss out. Um, and it takes time to build with a new manager and stuff. But that has to be
3: the aim.
0: But they're not title contenders. No.
3: Okay.
2: Shame for them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are Spurs title contenders this season? I think you have to consider them title contenders, yeah. Dan's way- shaking his right head. Not. So you go, you go first, Alex, and then the we'll let Dan go. The way that they've played over the past three years suggests that they can, whether they will finish in the top two or three is to be seen. But I know they haven't done anything. Yeah, you know, haven't signed anyone as yet. Zero players. But I think there's something to be said for keeping all your best players, especially when you're a team like Spurs, a young team who are still improving. You've got one of the best managers in Europe. They've been sort of steadily improving year on year, and I, I just. I you're know going, fans always the- want to see, like, the next big thing, but I think to keep Kane, Ali, not Sal Erickson, um, keep Lloris, all their key players... I think that is, all, I don't you're want to going, say it, but it's almost f- as good as the new <laughs> You're going full Arsene <laughs> yeah. Wenger right
1: there. Dan, you're not so keen on Tottenham. No, I just I just think the lack of strengthening in the window is going to come back to haunt them. Um, they're going to lose Alderweireld probably, who, alright, he didn't play that much for them anyway due to injury last season, but I think it's still quite a big loss for them. And I've got a feeling things are going to go sour for Pochettino this season. Yeah, I can see there being a bit of Boardroom yeah. wrangling and stuff like that. Plus, they move moving to the new stadium. I think they'll finish fifth or sixth. I think where it, Leiden midfield is where mm. I would. That's where I
2: would.
0: Well,
1: Moussa
2: Dembélé has been injured quite a lot during yeah. the last couple mm. of years, and they were they were going to sell him this summer. Mm. Did, but it doesn't seem like they've got an offer that they're really happy with. You're not. You're not going to get close to win the league with Eric Dier and Victor Wanyama playing a lot of oh. minutes in midfield.
3: I think where it might hurt them not signing anyone. Is like dancers later down the line, where Pochettino maybe in a year's time will think, Well, I didn't get backed last summer, so it looked like he signed a new contract this summer on the
2: basis that he would be backed in the transfer market as well. I think he, like, was it a week before he signed a contract? There were quotes about we have to be bold and brave, and then they've gone and not done anything. They've neither been bold nor brave. Mm. Is, Is Pochettino under any pressure this season? They haven't all this talk of them
3: being brilliant. They're winning. They're Tottenham. Like they're not supposed to win. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, it's not in their It's I not in their I mean, nature. You can still as a you can still enjoy Tottenham playing fo- like the way they play football without them winning anything. And whatever competition they go into, they're not the favourites to win. They're not even the second or third favourites. So I think then, I mean, it'd be nice for them to win something, but I don't think they're obliged to win something to prove after how the, good a team they after are. After
2: the years of Jack Santini and Martin Yole and Tim Sherwood mm. and Harry Redknapp, yeah. like, I think... I miss Tim. I think like, we all miss <laughs> Tim Sherwood. Yeah. N- no disrespect intended, but I think Pochettino has, but has lifted Tottenham to pretty much their limits, especially if they're not going to be able to spend money, they have to pay for a new stadium. I think the last two years was... With the stadium in mind, I think the last two years was the ceiling for them. Okay, should we talk a bit of
0: Wolves? Let's do it. Who are one of the more intriguing clubs of the summer. They're putting Jorge Mendes' kids through college uh, <laughs> with their <laughs> summer dealings. Um, for Dan, for those who missed out, can you break down what Wolves have been up to? Because it's quite a
1: bit. Yeah, signing lots of Portuguese players, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got a list of them here, actually. I'll reel them off. So they've got Johnny Castro from Atletico, uh, Ruben Vinagre, who sounds like a salad dressing, uh, Ru Patricio. Raul Jimenez Leo Bonatini Giammatino Benicophobe, and they've got Willy bolly Diogo Jota uh, who were all on loan last season yeah. and they're about to sign Adama Traore from Middlesbrough They've sold
2: Benicophobe so. as well <laughs> They've sold him? He scored for Stoke yesterday <laughs> Did he?
1: Yeah oh, Update your list <laughs> Didn't then. know that Yeah. 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 Transfer strange. market needs to update there <laughs> A little yeah, bit of a weird one Yeah yeah So yeah they've been signing some pretty decent players That's what they've been up to Yeah
0: yeah um, What can we expect of them this season? Because I... We did our Premier League predictions for the entire desk and I tipped them for a European spot really
1: I also tipped Liverpool to win the league so that just got to show you how much I know yeah it's difficult to say isn't it really I remember when they got promoted there was sort of Wolves fans on Twitter saying top four minimum next season <laughs> <laughs> I think they were being serious as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> you sort of think calm
1: down lads let's perhaps focus on staying in the, in the division first and foremost and then, and then see where you go so I don't think top ten is out of the question for them but I would probably predict that they would finish around 14th or 15th or something like that and they should be pretty heavy with that, given. Oh, you'd be, you would be, wouldn't you, staying yeah. in the league? Yeah, I think they should expect
3: to finish mid-table. Oh, with the sort of investment that they've put in, and they've got a good manager. They walked the in they a were phenomenal last, very hard to get out of the championship. Cliche, 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 but they were amazing last year, and I, yeah, I think they should be expecting to finish mid-table. To be honest, uh, the
0: other two teams that came up are Fulham and Cardiff. You've already tipped Fulham to do quite well. Um, so you, I had them down as potential to go back down? No, I'm wrong with that one. D- okay. Well,
2: you might not be. I <laughs> think they'll be in mid-table. I think uh, Slavicy Jukanovic was great at Watford as manager as well and then didn't end up coming up with Watford, even though he got them promoted, and now he's got another team promoted from the championship. don't think that happens by mistake. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think they've done really good business this summer too. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cardiff having a hope in hell, though, have they? No, I no they. But well,
3: <laughs> Neil Warnock isn't a Premier League manager. They'll, yeah, they'll do well to not finish bottom, to be honest. Neil Warnock. It's I can't thing. wait to see Neil Warnock interviews <laughs> again, though, because <laughs> that's peak Premier League
0: <laughs> and that famous anagram. Yeah. Alex, you did the season preview for Manchester United. I did yes. Uh, the goings-on there at the summer was summed up quite well in the tweet by Miguel Delaney. He said, Liverpool fans are looking forward to every game. City, the same. Chelsea may be similar And their managers. Now, fun and Spurs are obviously massively optimistic with Pochettino. Then you get to United and Mourinho, and we fade to grey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think that pretty much
0: sums it up, yes, right? Yes, it does. It's yeah. not been a good summer for Jose. Well, why is he in such a bad mood? What's, what's wrong with Jose? I think... It <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it is the lack of invest. well, the perceived lack of investment from him. Um, I think he's fallen out with Ed Woodward. Um, even before Mourinho arrived, they were always slow to do business just yeah. because clubs know that United have money and are willing to spend it. So, you know, negotiations always go on for a long time. Agents want more money, etc. So they are always slow to do business, but I just, they just, they bought Fred, who's... A good player and looks decent. And Diogo Dallot, who's untested somewhat, I'd say. Um, Who won't go into the first team, shall No, they? well, I, maybe not. It depends how Valencia does at the start of the season, I guess. And
0: but he's already slagged off Valencia. Well, yeah. full-backs. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio, as well as Antonio Valencia,
2: Valencia so. and Ashley Young, at so their young
3: ages, <clears throat> will keep their spots. So, I, I, in some ways as much as I'm loathe to say it, I don't really blame Mourinho for moaning about the transfer business. Okay. But what I don't agree with him at all in is calling out his own players and calling out the young players in particular. I think I've said on here before that Mourinho will say to his players before the start of the season, just ignore everything I say in the press. Because that's not how I think. I'm just playing the game. But I think... If you're a young player in particular, it's very difficult for you to see what Mourinho says on the telly and what to the press and mm-hmm. ignore that. Um, so, yeah, I can't see him staying at United past this season. To be honest, there
2: was when he used to do it at Chelsea, at Real Madrid. When he first arrived at Chelsea. Like, there was there was almost a twinkle in his eye. He was yeah. mis- like a mischievous kid playing games with everyone. It was fun. Torturing animals. Yeah, yeah it was fun. <laughs> uh, now it's just dark and moody and he just looks like he doesn't want to be in front of a camera anymore he doesn't want to be on a football pitch anymore
3: well it's nothing to do with anything uh, he's I, he's yesterday's man isn't he in terms of coaching he do was, you think
2: he knows it and
3: I think he does yeah <laughs> I think he does know it and the game's moved on fit 10-15 years ago you had sort of here's Chelsea Benitez is Liverpool you know sort of solid packed tight on oh. the break that that's gone now. That like, football's not like that, and you have to adapt. And he just hasn't adapted at all.
1: And okay. as yeah. uh, as Nick Miller said on Twitter recently, the greatest achievement of Mourinho's career so far is that he's making us feel sorry for Manchester United fans. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: Drury football, moaning to the press, complaining about players in public. As we've all said, it's all very Josie, all very third season syndrome.
3: Yeah. You think uh,
0: he'll last this season at all Trafford? I
1: don't think so. No. No, the I don't way think things he are wants going. To- It's like he's trying to get sacked, isn't it? That's what it 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 felt like at Chelsea
2: last time. It looked like he signed a new contract and then he was just trying to figure
3: out a way to get paid off, and it comes across similar now
2: as Mm. well.
3: It's almost exactly beat for beat the same as his second stint at Chelsea. Without apart from they'd won the league before, (laughs) Mm. but he went into that. They went to America and he was complaining all the time. He said a few of the players turned up overweight. He fell out with Costa, Hazard and Fabregas, the rats, if you remember oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Fell out with them. Alleged rats. Um, and then... Yeah, I got sat by Christmas. So, yeah. and by the way, well, how, by how dare Antony Marshall have a baby? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, how dare I mean, that
1: was an absolute disgrace, actually. Yeah. That wasn't it? The what, way Marshall having Marshall. a baby, no, the way Mourinho treated him. Yeah, and I, t- I couldn't. Would believe he have been it.
2: allowed to have attended the birth if Man United had an actual Premier League game that weekend? Or <laughs> well,
0: Benitez went mad, but was it Benitez that went mad before somebody went mad before a Alonso going home to? attend the birth of his child football managers are weird people <laughs> yeah. i just i mean it's not like you're having a child every week you yeah. know you,
1: it's an important thing and Mourinho I, kept going about how pointless these games were in america as well so why do you need marshall there if it's if it's a waste of everyone's yeah. time just let him
0: <laughs> I mean I don't, I don't quite understand his beef with Marshall. obviously mm-hmm. that's, there's something there but mm-hmm. uh, I was as surprised as you were at uh, uh, the, the, the nature of those comments uh, one player who's going to be interesting season 4 at United is of course Paul Pogba mm. he left demoralised comes back revamped to a manager already having a pop at him mm. yeah, what, that that's
2: unreal <laughs> he listed yeah. a bunch of candidates to be Man United captain and yeah. didn't even mention Pogba and you just thought
3: why not Mm. Mourinho obviously wants to be the biggest person at the club, Yeah. and Pogba is their star player. So, you know, it's it's just classic Mourinho, isn't it? But like, mm. I say, football's moved on. Southgate letting Delph go and to attend the birth of his child at the World Cup is just progressive, modern management. That's not what Mourinho is. If I was Pogba, I'd want to be out of there as did, soon as possible. He's the really. biggest something at the
0: club. Did, huh?
3: the, <laughs> did the World Cup just sort of finally
2: really prove that Mourinho is Pogba's problem at Man United? Yeah, he's not yeah. struggling to perform because of pressure or transfer fees mm. or because he, he's not disciplined, which seems to be the idea in a lot of the media that he's not disciplined enough. He can do all that stuff. He's just, he just can't play for the manager he's for. yeah. Uh, a lot of talk
0: of him going to Barcelona I can't see that being done before no. although it no, could happen by the end of Vidal. the month yeah, well, oh, So it. United would
2: have to sign somebody before Thursday yeah. to replace him they mm. already got Fred I suppose they've got
0: Fred mm. yeah okay uh, so a gloomy season ahead for Manchester United yep. then um, as for Liverpool lots and lots of talk about it going to be Liverpool season mainly from me <laughs> they have Salah they have a decent keeper they have Cater, they have Fabinho they have Shakiri. They have that purple shirt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've spent about 174 million. Come on,
1: people, let's get excited here. Could it be their year, as I have predicted, Dan? It very well could be. Yeah, I think the only thing that might hold Liverpool back a little bit is the pressure that they're now under because they've spent more money than anyone else in the division this summer, mm. and that comes with a bit of responsibility. There's no excuses for them anymore. If they can't, you know, at least put up a really good, strong fight for the challenge, the title this season, then. You know, Klopp's going to have some questions to answer at the end of the season, awkward questions. And, but you yeah. look at the team they've got and how good they were last season, and yeah, I think they're going to be very strong. They need to raise their level by one or two levels, I think, and they
3: need City to come down a level, which I mm. don't know if they will. So, they I think they finished twenty points behind City last season, something like that. Mm. I mean, one hundred seventy-four million will go some way to sort of shortening that gap, but I. I think they'll finish second, but I don't think they'll beat City to the title. Second for
2: Liverpool, though. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll be a lot closer to City. I don't see City, I don't see anyone ever again getting 100 points. Hmm. Um, I think Liverpool will be a lot better than last season, but that's a massive gap to close. Yeah. Dan, we've got this far. I haven't even mentioned Manchester City. It's
3: quietly I do not even really office. have it
0: on the script. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... I think every, we all just assumed uh, uh, that they're going to be brilliant.
1: Uh-huh. You know, and... Is there anything to talk about? I, well, I've been a little bit apprehensive going into the new season because, well, you know. Is this just li- your natural skepticism? A, a little bit that, yeah. but as Lewis just mentioned, like, we can't possibly be as good as we were last season because yeah. it's going to be a long time before anyone hits those heights. Um, the lack of sort of strengthening the transfer window, I worried whether that could hold City back a little bit and maybe, you know, maybe continuity might be better for them. After the game yesterday, the charity shield. I know it's. Uh, you know you shouldn't read too much into these things. I am going to read a lot into it and say that. Yeah, we're going to get 114 points this season. Uh, no, no, it did, it, did, it did make me feel a lot more confident. Actually, the way they played. I know Chelsea weren't at the best, and and neither was City really. But um, it looks like they might just uh, hit the ground running again. So how
0: was Maris? I missed it all yes I was travelling back. I was off in the countryside for the weekend, so I missed it all. How was Maris? He
1: was pretty good. Yeah, he wasn't. Doesn't look like he's sort of fully adapted to his new new team yet, but I think he's going to be a good sign. Pep's going to improve him and yeah.
2: I thought Bernardo Silva was
1: unbelievable so was yeah. yeah, Pep did have a lot of praise for him afterwards. This could be his year and Foden looked great as well. Yeah. And we
2: saw him on the wing a lot last season because mm. obviously Silver and De Bruyne were playing centrally, but mm. he played in that sort of David Silver position and just ran the game. Is that an indication that David Silva might not as play as much this season?
1: Could be yeah, I mean he's getting a bit older. Um, I think he's just not quite fully fit yet they said that's why he didn't play yesterday so I think Bernardo Silva is his natural successor so I'd like to see him perhaps come in and play a little bit more
0: How much uh, all the talk obviously afterwards was about the Stockport iniesta as we're mm. always obliged to call him <laughs> um, how much play will you get this season? It's going to be hard right? All it the, is all that yeah team. I mean
1: Guardiola said after the game that he um, he will fight with, with the other players for a spot but it doesn't really work like that does it? You don't really get an 18 year old lad getting ahead of Kevin De Bruyne in the team He's only 18 he's 18 yeah yeah. Shirk. so I hope he plays a bit more I hope he gets used a little bit more in the Cups and there were a few times last season where we're 3-0 up with half an hour to go and he's just sat on the bench and it's like get him on this yeah. is the time when you should yeah. play him when there's no pressure so I hope Guardiola does that a bit more
0: ok so you're pretty confident mm.
1: I've heard they're going to gonna try and sign Julian Weigl before Thursday Ooh. as well
2: that, that would be the perfect sign-in for Guardiola.
1: Dortmund are going to get um, Axel Witzel, aren't they? So. Yeah,
2: Axel Witzel is supposed to sign for Dortmund. Oh, he's to, off, is he? For 20
0: million euros. He's done in China?
1: Hmm. Uh,
2: yeah, he is. He's sick of being in China, I guess. Okay. Maybe he wants to play in a f- proper league again. Um, <laughs> Poor China. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, Dan, you want to talk a bit about
0: West Ham? And you've called them dark horses, potentially. Dark horses for what? (laughs) Well, they—I want to state this on the record now—they have the best home jersey this
1: season. Do you reckon? What's the I don't like it.
0: Watford. Alex did his top twenty jerseys of the season. He ranked Watford last. Worst. Yeah. He can get he out awful. strong bottom all performance. performance.
2: And then it, you invited him on the podcast. Yes. Uh,
0: he might
1: not get on again. Um, dark horses. Dan. West Ham. Well, I mean, I think they might do a bit better than people expect. Um, I mean, I think they made some pretty good signings. They've got a good coach. He's not a great coach, Pellegrini, but he's got a good track record with Vill- uh, Villarreal and Malaga. Um, he did Matty. good jobs with kind of yeah. He did all right with similar City. level clubs. <laughs> Towards the the end of his tenure was quite poor, but you know he won the league in his first season, so that's uh, no mean feat. Um Some of the signings they made: Philippe Anderson, forty million they paid for him from Lazio. Um Issa Diop supposed to be quite good. Yamalenko, Fabianski, Balbuena, Wilshire, Ryan mm. Fredericks. So I think they've improved. Fredrick's this is a good sign. Yeah, they've improved. us you know, well the d- yeah.
2: disdain. He said Wilshire. With like, he went <laughs> through these players like, oh, yes, it's a good signing. It's a good signing. Wilshire. <laughs> but and, they are and- West
3: Ham, though. Well, yeah. they don't
2: have Joe
0: Hart this season, so that can only be good. That's 10 more points. That's They'll absolutely.
3: have Golden Sullivan barking down his throat every five we'll, seconds. It'll be interesting to and... see how the
0: fans yeah. react this season after the mess of the mm-hmm. last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have... Elliot Bredlin was meant to join us today, but and he was going to talk to us about Everton and why he chose for Charlton as his uh, <laughs> signing of the season. <laughs> Because well, he supports uh, Everton. <laughs> <'Cause he supports laughs> I think that can be the only one. I yeah. uh, we'll have I've one last question before we get into predictions. Um, does anybody want to predict how Chelsea will be under Sari? Anybody th- want to take a punt on that
1: one? I, I think, think they might.
3: Yeah. Go on. I think they won't start particularly well, but I think after Christmas they might come into their own and potentially sneak top four. Wow. They will God.
2: rival Chelsea and Manchester, uh, Liverpool and Manchester City for being the most exciting and interesting team to watch in England.
3: They'll certainly be interesting Which
2: to Which is watch, something Chelsea say, have obvious. never yeah. been able to claim.
1: Yeah, no. I found to finish third, but yeah, like Alex said, I think it's going to be a bit difficult because it's a totally different style of football and it has got uh, a squad of Mourinho and Conte players, basically, to mm. play this way and it's yeah. it's going to take a bit of time to get used to it, I think.
0: Okay, Time for a few predictions before we wrap up this podcast. Who
1: will be the first manager sacked? I'm going to say Pochettino. <laughs> I don't know why. Shut I mean, th- these things like, you're <laughs> going to say, Happy Grassi, and you're probably going to say Happy <laughs> yeah. Grassi. Like who? Last season it was Frank de Boer, right? <laughs> yeah. No one really saw that yeah, coming, did true. they? Kuhn yeah. was the next to go. It's never who you expect. Yeah, this. It's also things. definitely not going to be Pochettino. <laughs> Do you like well, we'll see. We'll okay. see. <laughs> Uh, Javi Gracia <laughs> Wofford I'd forgotten he was
3: there to be honest before I even looked so. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean given Wofford's punch on for swapping
2: managers <laughs> yeah. that's another bad shout I keep changing my mind between Mark Hughes and Neil Warnock yeah. I'm going to go for Mark Hughes Mark Hughes is the bad shout and Hughes. maybe Claude Puel
3: at Leicester It's mm.
2: mm. weird that Leicester seemed good last year like pretty good mm. but his job always seemed in mm. danger yeah. I don't really understand it they want to win the league every year.
0: <laughs> uh, I went for Jose Mourinho. Yeah. It's not about no. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I said he'll be on Russian TV by Christmas time. Uh,
2: the three teams going down.
0: Lewis, we'll go, we'll go with you. Uh,
2: Cardiff, Huddersfield and Bournemouth.
3: Oh, I've gone Cardiff, Huddersfield. And if they continue in the Europa League, Burnley. That's interesting because
0: mm. their their squad is quite shallow yes. now, yeah. hit by a
3: couple of key injuries. Yes. I, I
2: had I had Burnley as a possible yeah. shock, like but only if, they, only if they stay there. in the
3: Great League. If they go out to whoever they're playing, they'll be they're fine. fine. They're,
2: they're
1: gonna
0: fine.
2: sign Joe Hart as well.
0: So. well okay, there you go, <laughs> there you
3: go, Dan.
1: Uh, Cardiff, Bournemouth, and Watford. I reckon
0: Cardiff, Bournemouth, and Watford. Okay, mm. I think I went for Cardiff, Bournemouth, and Southampton. hmm yeah. Just Hughes is not the manager he no. thinks he is. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, I want your top four from four to one.
2: From four to one. From four to no, one. Oh no! Everyone's got it on their heads as one okay. to four.
1: I've got mine written down. So shall I go first? Yeah, you go first. Then <laughs> Arsenal fourth, Chelsea third, Liverpool second, City first.
0: No Manchester United in the top five. Nah. Oh. Maybe fifth or
1: sixth for that. I think they'll be sixth. Spurs or Spurs and United fifth or sixth. Yeah, I would say. Wow. Okay.
3: Okay, I'm going... Have you got it now? Yeah, I'm okay. going to go Spurs, United, Liverpool, City.
0: Spurs, United, Liverpool, City. So you're... Le- oh, Ar- Okay, no Arsenal.
3: No, no Arsenal or Chelsea. No Arsenal yeah. or Chelsea. Yeah. But I think uh, it'll be tight.
2: I feel like I have to back Arsenal, so... Uh,
0: you don't have
3: to. It's, it's...
2: No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, City. Chelsea, Arsenal. Chelsea,
0: Arsenal, Chelsea, Arsenal. Arsenal. So we're all all of you are all going for Manchester City. Yeah. I'm going to be Shock. different. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna stick with my Liverpool one. I haven't gonna resist the pressure, but I can't possibly think of the other three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all from us today. My thanks to Dan Lewis, Alex, and producer Damo. We'll be back later this week with the Frenchies Ooh. and a league preview. Doesn't so get all the questions Doesn't in for that. that.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: thanks for listening.